0: From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope. Today's episode, Love and Good Works.
1: We were all created to do something. I'm Bryant Wright, the president of Send Relief. And whether it's hanging drywall or selling insurance or waiting tables or rebuilding transmissions, we all work. And if we just do it for a paycheck, it winds up being meaningless. But when we do it as people who are created in the image of a God who works, any work, Has meaning. Maybe that's why unemployment or underemployment can so easily breed brokenness. Just about anyone who's been without work knows the word poverty doesn't always just describe a lack of money. In this episode of Stories of Hope, we'll take you to a church that discovered a creative way to provide meaningful work for struggling people. And as they do so, they're introducing them to Jesus, the one who gives us all real purpose and meaning. Here now. Is this story of hope?
2: Grew up in a non-Christian home, uh, a very broken and dysfunctional home. I had a, a father who was in and out of prison uh, quite a bit. Growing up, kind of
0: grew up a lot of spent a lot of time on the streets. Morgan Proudfoot spent the majority of his childhood running the streets of inner city Seattle. When he was 14, his family up and moved to rural Pennsylvania, literally a farmhouse in the middle of a cornfield. That's when a neighbor invited him to church.
2: So here I am, you know, just a, an inner city, 14-year-old, uh, really kind of just street kid, um, cussing up a storm in the back of their car, because I don't even know any better. And and they're just very intentionally engaging me with the, with, with the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Morgan Proudfoot is reaching the working class poor in Massachusetts by offering them an honest day's work. But Morgan's story began years before when a city kid moved to the country.
2: But it was at that place, the cornfields of Pennsylvania, that uh, the Lord rescued me.
0: 14 years old, Morgan Proudfoot might as well have landed on the moon when his family moved to rural Pennsylvania. He still remembers when they arrived and a couple from across the cornfield walked over to welcome them to town.
2: We had some some elderly neighbors who lived in front of us and they walked down our driveway one spring day, uh, hand in hand, uh, to welcome us to the countryside and to invite us to their church.
0: Morgan's parents declined the offer so the couple turned to Morgan with an offer that was a little hard for him to grasp.
2: They then invited me to a um, to a bonfire that they were having for their youth group and I was I was so inner city that I didn't even I didn't have language for that I didn't know what that was I didn't know what a bonfire was uh, I knew what arson was uh, but I didn't know what a bonfire was and uh, and I didn't know what a youth group was.
0: Within six months, Morgan Proudfoot accepted Christ into his life. Jump forward a couple of decades. He was called into ministry. He planted a church. He served at an established church. And then God called him once again to reach a people group that looked familiar.
2: Coming from a poor working class family in an urban inner city setting, those are my people. And so God called us back to plant a church. And we kind of knew, you know, again, going into it, like we, we, we were looking for some specific thing.
0: That place was in New England, a part of the country where less than 2% of people are churched. That means the population of New England is an unreached people group. So it was really to, to
2: find a place that we would never run out of gospel opportunity. In fact, our city, the city we live in, of about 125 to 150,000 people at the time didn't have, uh, you know, I don't think one single gospel
0: preaching church. New Bedford Mass is one of the few places on the New England coast where the working class can still afford to live. That means nearly everyone who lives around what is now called Grace Harbor Church is struggling. And so
2: we, we primarily are working with the people that are suffering from all, all the aspects of, of poverty, um, abuse, neglect, um homelessness, addiction, mental mental health. That's the population that we're we're planting a church in.
0: When working with someone facing that many overwhelming problems, it's tough to know where to start. Grace Harbor decided to start by changing the way their neighbors see themselves.
2: We're really trying to restore dignity, teach them about God's intrinsic value that they have by being born in His image and a plan to to help disciple people, to help bring them, you know, both evangelistically, uh, bringing them to faith, but then growing them in their faith. We actually start with with putting people to, to work. I would say a, a good portion of our city, they just don't work. You know, one of the reasons that, that people don't work at least here in our city is because they know that they're not going to be able to fulfill what's asked of them.
0: The solution was what they call love and good work crews. The idea is to find jobs for men who've never had them and then give them the skills they need to keep those jobs.
2: And so in our city, we have a lot of what we call forgotten spaces, kind of those those spaces that are, you know, that the city doesn't maintain and neither do property owners maintain. And so we have, we have weeds and and, and trash and, and all kinds of stuff everywhere. We, we said, okay, what would it look like to put together love and good work crews where we build relationships with some of these men who, who, who just, they just don't do anything. They don't have jobs. They don't, they, don't they, they, they kind of just live from day to day. They kind of just exist from day to day. What would it look like to, to bring them in, taking responsibility for, for, for the property that other people don't take responsibility
0: for? That is step number one. Step number two is graduating the men and their work crews to actual jobs.
2: And so we can say to a person like Silvio, uh, it's like, hey man, you, you've been you've been doing this really well. Like you've, you've been showing up now for six months on time. Um, you haven't stolen anything. We actually are really proud of you. And, and we think you need to consider getting a part-time job.
0: It sounds simple enough, but it almost always takes effort and time for Morgan and Grace Harbor Church to accomplish what they've set out to do.
2: But I think the overarching story is that it's it's just a, a long road of of faithfully walking with people. Is you're just you're walking with people when they're doing well, and you're walking with people when they're when they're not. So often we have this idea that you know when you fall off the, the wagon, so to speak, you go back to start, right? As if it's like a you know a big game of Candyland or something. But that's just not how it works with the Lord. When you when you fall, you pick up right where you went. And all those victories that you had before are still your victories in Christ.
0: Morgan can never forget that elderly couple who took a chance on a rough street kid across the cornfield.
2: A lot of people would would write off as crackheads or junkies or or something like that, actually have the ability to become children of God. They they actually have the ability to become um, good husbands. And good, good wives, good, good mothers, good fathers, good neighbors. They, they actually even have the ability to even become elders and pastors in churches.
0: Morgan wants to give his neighbors the same sense of hope that was given to him.
2: I was one of, one of those people. That's the family I came from. To see what God has done in my life and where I am today gives me great hope for. For, for everybody that's just, again, struggling in extreme addiction, poverty, abuse, neglect, uh, and, and the hope and the desire that God has for them.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Stories of Hope. If you want to learn more about the Love and Good Works Ministry in Massachusetts, you can visit the church online at graceharborchurch.net. And if you'd like more practical tips on how you and your church can meet needs and change the lives of men and women who are trapped in poverty, visit us online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcast and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories, too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.